couple years down the road, you you wake up. It's a Tuesday morning. Yeah. You what feel, time is it? Ten o'clock. Okay. You feel like just swallowed by your bed. You know what I mean? It's one of those mornings where you're just like, sure. this is too comfortable to abandon. So you wake up, you kind of adjust, you lay there, you savor the, you savor the way that the mattress just like fits against all the contours of your nude body. <laughs> nude? Oh yeah, you're sleeping in the nude. All right, that's fine. You uh, you take a moment to just kind of appreciate the soft sheets against your bare skin. Gross. All right. You wipe the sleep from your eyes. Roll out of bed, and it's like a nice place. You know, you got a nice place. It's like uh, where am I living? You're living at uh, you're living in Austin. You're um, you have like a. Like a house on the east side. Do I rent or no? It's your it's your place. Really? Yeah, you bought a house. Uh, How? Yeah, you're making good money, and you know uh, you had a, a good deal came up, and at this point you're like a wise, you're like much wiser with cash, and uh, knew what you're doing. You, you made a smart wow. choice. You bought a really nice That's house. Cool. You bought a nice house over there. How am I making uh, money these days? You started a company yeah. called uh, Shoes for Cruise Cruise. So what? if you've ever worked in like like a kitchen or anywhere, you know how they have Shoes for Cruise? Yeah. Where yeah, it's like yeah, the non-slip yeah. shoes. You started I a company. I bought so many of those. 100%. So you started a company, Shoes for Cruise Cruise. Uh, oh, it's, no. it's where you market non-slip shoes to the staff aboard cruise ships all over the world. <laughs> okay. So you start uh shoes for cruise cruise. <laughs> All right. And honestly, dude, it fucking takes off. The the cruise really? industry, the workers of the cruise industry, like they're the leader of their union came out and uh he made a statement. He goes, uh today we start a partnership with uh shoes for cruise cruise. It's about time the corporations of this country started paying attention to us. Yeah. And he goes, he looks right in the camera. And he goes, thank you, Patine. <laughs> I'm going to name my firstborn after you. What? He looks right in the camera. He doesn't like, he just stays as he doesn't say a word. His eyes just yeah. locked on it and they have to go. They have to go. Uh, okay, guys. Well, that's a statement from a, you know, this gives us like a yeah. news, newscaster. What's his name? Uh, his name is Tomas Sandoval. So the kid's name is Patrick Sandoval. Yeah. It's pretty cool. She is not happy about it. So. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say there's worse names, but then I guess there's not. Yeah. Years yeah. later, she was like, you couldn't just call me Patricia. And Tomas was like, no. <laughs> he gets a far away look in his eye. No. <laughs> and life honestly is not easy. Oh no. For Patrick Sand. Oh, I'm so sorry, Patrick. 
So you, uh, you know, you make this, uh, this company, right? You, you sell these, uh, you sell these shoes for cruise, cruise to cruise lines all over the globe, right? You make a, you make cool. a small mint on it. You do nice. really, you do really well. So you, you, you know, you can, you can afford the nicer things in life. And because you're so well connected this into this industry, you get a lot of cool perks. It seems like, you know, three, four times a year, there's a cruise line that wants to, you know, they want to have you come along for the ride. The wine you dine you. Give you a nice room wow. somewhere because they know that, that there's a contract on the table coming up. How many years down the road is this? At this point, probably about five. Ouch. What? Now I'm just thinking about time. Yeah. And the time. Right, that's fine. You are having the time of your fucking life, dude. Oh, okay. That, well, then good. Then that's awesome. Yeah. You're, having, that. you're having a great. I mean, you're like making more money than you've ever made. You have, uh, you know, all your time to yourself, really. Your company's doing great. You get uh, offers to come out and have, like, the VIP experience on all these cruise lines. People will pay thousands upon thousands of dollars for that experience. And you get it for free because you're somebody in a position of power. Nice. So, uh, you're, you're like, you get you get these offers all the time. And uh, there's a cruise line, Lanolax Cruise. They, uh... They, they, you know, like, hey, you know, we, we'd love to have you come on our, our maiden voyage for our our new boat. So we're going to we're going to take a trip uh, up and down the West Coast. Cool. So you, you'll leave out of uh, Seattle. And you're actually going like down the coast, you know. Sure. And then you turn back around after you get to L.A. You go back. So you're going to, you know, you're, you don't take everybody up on these offers, but hey, a maiden voyage, they're giving you like a, a really nice suite there. Everything's going to be comped and it's like a like top of the line cruise ship, you know. So you uh, you decide to go. You ask a couple of ladies, you know. Yeah. They want to come along. All of them say no. So you. Uh, <laughs> right? Why do they say no? I just don't want to go on a cruise up and down the west coast with you i mean who would i guess yeah they made the right choice yeah so god i would feel i would feel so horrible too going on this cruise yeah all right whatever but you know i make the most of it you've been like pretty stressed out and this is kind of like a little vacation for you you know you're you're like you've been working hard but you're just kind of starting to reap reap the rewards of all that hard work and i'm feeling stressed because of uh the work or because of uh other things Oh, it's, it's the work. That's really like okay. all you do with your life for the, like, that's been like the driving force in your life for the last several years. This is this company I'm shoes for cruise, cruise. Anymore. uh, you do it on, you do it on cruise ships every now and then if you're on, you know, if you're on board one, that's fine. You kind of, you kind of throw your weight around and you're like, Hey, put me on the show. And they put you on the show. Yeah. And you always do fine. You know, people are always kind of sure. surprised. <laughs> I guess who runs the Velveeta room now? Uh, Michael Park takes it over. <laughs> the doorman, Michael Park, takes over the Velveeta room. <laughs> what does he make any like sweeping changes or anything? Or? Well, he gets rid of sweeping. That's the first one. <laughs> what do you mean? Yes, he gets rid of sweeping. 
There's no more sweeping. Yeah, he he vacuums every night. <laughs> instead of the instead of the old room and dustpan, he vacuums. Uh, and frankly, the place looks is- great. Okay. They get they're actually get, they actually get so busy that they they start doing shows on Wednesday now too. So Michael's doing cool. a great job. That fucking rules. Yeah. So you're uh, you know, you, you agree to go on this cruise, top of the line, all the amenities, everything's paid for. Cool. Maiden voyage. It's gonna be press there, you know. It's gonna be like a it's like a big deal in your industry. Sure. So, so you want to go, you want to show your face, you want to you want to see what they're doing because for you know, you want to have a great experience with these companies. So you go. You're uh boarding the ship called the up uh, it's called a prayer from Santa Cruz. <laughs> and uh they're they're going to go down the west coast, you know, the coastline and go back up. Cool. So you you get on board, right? The prayer from Santa Cruz. Prayer from Santa Cruz. What is is there a, a story behind the name or uh the guy who uh designed and built the boat, his name was uh Torp Fortelman. He was like a he was like Ugh. a he was like a, like a Swedish man. And he, Poor son of a bitch. He came. He came to America, and he was like a. His family, they were all like master boat builders, you know. And uh, so he, you know, got into that industry, and turns out, you know, it's it's, it's who he is. It's uh, who he was, and he, within a, a few short years of, of beginning his, you know, true solo boat designing career, he was building shit for some of the biggest cruise lines all all across the world, and his uh, Mister Tortelman's boats were always the nicest the most luxurious the most well-designed intuitive people would say that it was like a living breathing brain controlling those boats that's how well designed they were so there's like a lot of there's like a lot of people there that are gonna you know it's like a historic thing so you get to the uh you get to the dock you're all by yourself yeah. But you think, you know what? Probably not the only person who's here solo. Yeah. I'm going to have the nicest room on the boat. That's got to be worth something. You're thinking about, you look around, you see just like women, you know, and you're just like thinking like, okay, let's, uh, this isn't the worst situation in the world to be in. <laughs> Wealthy man in a nice suite on a boat's yeah. maiden voyage. Sure. A little smile. Crawls across your fucking lips. <laughs> cool. You wipe the sweat from your bald ass head. <laughs> and you go. You didn't have to say it. I mean that. And you go. It's go time. Sure. It's go time. And you board the prayer from Santa Cruz. All right. So you guys, you guys take off, right? I don't know what it's called in boat world. You leave. You hit the gas. You're on the, the gas on our boat. Yeah, you're you, you fucking put the pedal down, man. Sure. So uh the first night you like uh just kind of get like acclimated, you know, cuz you you boarded late at night. So you uh you get acclimated. I just like went like like went uh, straight to bed then. Yeah, pretty pretty much. 
Okay. Um, yeah. Just because like the timing of how everything's going to be working out with like the return trip and all that. So you uh, you get acclimated. You wake up the next morning. There's like a giant breakfast thing in your room. And like, because you have like a suite, so you have like a private bedroom and then like a living room area with like a couch and a TV and stuff. Or kitchenette. Yeah. They hooked me up with breakfast. They hook you up with a breakfast. They've got like a almost kind of like a breakfast buffet thing. There's just like holy shit four pans of stuff and like a guy is standing there and he gives you a plate. You just take whatever you want. You know. They leave. You eat your breakfast, looking out over the water. You smell the ocean in the air. You breathe in deep and you think it's good to be me Ugh. take a bite of your eggs how are they they're the best eggs <laughs> you've had in your whole fucking life holy shit when you eat those eggs you know that it came first like the chicken came second that's how sure. good these eggs are you you eat it and in your mind's eye you see just like a plate of scrambled eggs yeah. And from the eggs, like you see like a chicken kind of form and you go, oh, that's how it happened. And you know, the eggs came first. These are revelatory eggs. So you, uh, you eat these eggs, right? Yeah. You, uh, you sit there and kind of just admire where you're at, and you know, the position you're in. You go downstairs, you're going to get a little sun. You're going to go, maybe go swim some laps in the pool. You feel the heat from the sun on the deck. There's like a pool. It's kind of like a VIP lounge pool, you know? You look over the side rail, you see like the public pool just fucking filled with humanity. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Just how warm is that water? You know, it's it's just going to, yeah. it's going to be uncomfortable in there. And you think brings back uh, memories of being a lifeguard at the Hamlet swim club. You think about that and you, you think about like being, being like a lifeguard and sitting there just waiting for action. 8209 Dunsinane court, McLean, Virginia, 22102. You think of that, you kind of like it's look online, down, yeah. you look over at like the pool with all like the regular, you know, the, the not VIP people. Just kind of the same way that you looked over people from that fucking lifeguard tower. The first yeah. time in your life where you felt like you had control. <laughs> and you look out of these people and you think, I'm still in control. <laughs> Dude, I think about being a lifeguard and I think about Brian Crane. So you, uh, you like, you like take some laps, you know what I mean? You, you kind of lay out in the sun. You listen to music. You read, read, read a book. You know, cool. You go into your room. You fucking jack off. Oh, right. Yeah. On the high seas, spilling seeds on the high seas. Oh my god, Aaron. So you, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you're gonna live it up. You kind of, you have a, you kind of like hang out. You wait for, uh, you know, for some of the nighttime activities where they have like. There's like a club on board, you know, people are dancing. There's obviously comedy shows that, you know, there's, you want to go get dinner, whatever you want to do. So you're, yeah. you're sitting there, you're eating a dinner, you're waiting on a steak, with a baked potato. Medium rare? Medium rare. Nice. You're waiting on that and you're kind of sitting there. You take a sip of some, the, like the best fucking red wine you can imagine. 
It uh, slides down that tight little throat. Nice. In your belly. And you feel just total, totally content. The next thing you know, you hear something ripping through the hull of the boat. And people just screaming in terror. Fuck. You hear just, it happens so fast. In reality, it probably took like four or five minutes for uh, for it to really get bad. But if to you, yeah. it just feels like a blink of an eye. Where you look My perception next thing, is that it's, yeah. The boat is in half and you're looking for a life raft. And people around you are screaming. Fuck. You got a mouthful of steak. You're too afraid to chew it. It just sits there. <laughs> I feel like I would spit it out. You don't. You keep it in your mouth. For how long? The whole time you're running. So you're running. You're looking for like a lifeboat. Uh, you manage to see one and you get out. You get and out. only then do I chew. And then you just the chew steak. that steak. All right. And it's so fucking good. Yeah. Garlic butter? On top, baby. Fuck. So you kind of get down and you look and you see that there are people who are like still on board. And you're like, hey, come, you know, you have like you have room. You're alone. You have room in your in your boat. You know, there's nobody with you. And uh <laughs> wait, so you're, why? You're just so you were just by yourself there. Is there room? Yeah, there's plenty of room. You have a whole. Why didn't anyone get in with me? Because you just took it and like left. You know. Oh fuck! Are you kidding me? But the but your but there's like you know people can like jump in. It's like it's like an it's like an inflatable lifeboat thing. So you're (laughs) sitting there and you're like telling people to jump in, jump in, and you see like oh okay, you see like some of the uh, the crew workers there, and you're like hey come on jump in, and so like you see like uh, one of the passengers jumps and she like swims over and she gets in the boat. One of the crew members jumps and doesn't come back up. Fuck. And you go, what the? F-? You're like freaking out. You're like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Another crew member jumps and you can see that they like just straight down. You go, what the fuck? So you watch as pretty much every crew member on that boat uh, jumps and are dragged to the bottom of the ocean. It turns out uh, the shoes that you were making, there was something inside of them that when the soles got too saturated, it hardened and uh, it basically turned into like a concrete and... Like 250 people died because uh, the shoes, oh my the shoes fucked up. So you get sued uh, for everything Jeez. that you're worth. You get sued to oblivion. You are you have absolutely nothing. Um, you have, uh, I mean, no no liquid assets. the The company is sued into oblivion. There is nothing left, and your reputation is forever ruined. And frankly, you're probably lucky to not have gone to jail. The hell. So you, uh, you're kind of starting over. You're washing dishes at a restaurant. Fucking shit. You've got like a, a beater car. Like 200 bucks. Yeah. Gets you to and from work and that's about all you trust it with. And you feel the weight of life on you every single day. Right. It's the worst you've ever felt. And really your days just kind of turn into this like cycle of like working as much as you can only because you need something to occupy your time. And then you go home and drink until you fall asleep. God, this is my worst nightmare. This fucking sucks so bad. It's bad. Holy shit. 
So you're on, you're on your way to work one day. You're just, uh, it's a particularly gloomy day. <clears throat> Most of them are anymore, anyways. So you're going into work. You stop off at a little gas station, get a candy bar, something to drink. What candy bar? You get a Twix. Nice. You pay for the Twix. You get a Gatorade. What flavor? Arctic Rush. <laughs> okay. You go back out to the car. You're waiting on the pump to stop filling up. You turn around and you hear a uh, Patty Fucking Cakes. Baker's man. I am always <laughs> tricked by this guy. I never see this guy coming ever. And he, you always, it's the only character that you always get me with. And fucking shit, I did not see that coming. You, Son uh, of a bitch. You look around Fuck. and like the uh, the pump is just Fuck. ticking like so slow. Right? Like it's just, it's pulling the last bit of gas from the center of the earth. Yep. And you look back, it's sort of in like the fumes of the gas. You see like a very well-dressed man, like a sharp Italian suit. Yeah. He's got hair slicked back. Shit. And uh, he goes, uh, hey, Pat, it's me. Gene, I'm a genie. And I'm a genie. <laughs> Gene, I'm a genie is, is a gasoline genie. I know. He comes to you when you're pumping your gas. Yeah. And he goes, uh, he goes, Pat, my man. Hard times to lay your head, huh? What do you what do you want? He kind of like looks around over each shoulder. He goes, last time I saw you, you had a nicer ride. Great. What a what a cool thing to say. I look up and I see how much uh time I have left to like fill up my tank. It's at like nine dollars and you were on like E. <laughs> Fucking all right. It's going so <laughs> slow yeah why it's almost sensual in a way how slow it's <laughs> so i'm turned on looking at the uh i mean you feel conflicted <laughs> but you do feel okay. you feel a little flush conflicted all right so uh gene he goes he goes hey 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 i don't want any trouble here he goes i'm here to help you out he was tell you what i got a guy who owes me a little bit of money. Yeah. He goes, uh, you'll get that money. I'll get you back on your feet. He uh, pulls a toothpick out of his pocket, puts it in his yeah. mouth. He's flipping it around, you know? <laughs> sure. It looks like a blade of a butterfly knife. That's how fast he's moving it around. Wow. Do you do it? Yeah. You go, yeah, oh, fine, I'll do it. He kind of okay. runs his hand through his hair. He goes, okay, buddy. He goes, hey, I'll see you soon. All right. He looks at your car. He goes, clean this piece of shit up. And then, no, he, then he, uh, he flicks a toothpick and he laughs and he just disappears. The pump returns back to normal speed. <laughs> you feel the flush leave your face. 
Oh, fuck. That sucks so bad. You get back yeah. in the car, sitting on your yeah. dashboard is a uh, is a business card. It's for uh, it's for a place called Skip to My Shoe. Austin's first cobbler. <laughs> it's a uh, it's like in South yeah, Austin. What is it? It's like a it's like a cobbler in uh, South Austin. He he's Skip off of uh, he's off of uh, Stasny <laughs> and uh, like near Stasny and Manchac. It's like South Austin. Sure. Yeah, that's pretty south. Yeah. yeah. There used to be a really bad uh, open mic there. Yeah, Conan's. Yeah. Yeah. Saw a little boy playing NBA Jam to just dick and fum, fuck and cum jokes. Yeah. Dad didn't care at all. <laughs> they were also the oh. only two people there who weren't comedians. Yeah, open mics ruled it. Open <laughs> mics at pizza places especially. Yeah. So you uh, you know the area well. Yeah. You see You see the area and you think about that open mic. You think about bombing at that open mic and that little boy playing NBA Jam and uh, he's heating up, you know, and you just tell another joke that bombs. He's yeah. on fire. Like it just like sticks up, you know? Yeah, that's was, that would that would hurt so bad. <laughs> the game was that hurt, you. That would be that would hurt so bad. Eric. The dad, the dad and the son get their pizza. They take it out to go. So it's just comedians in there. Right. So, you know, the area. So you go down. Skip to my shoe. You uh, take your GPS there. You on the GPS. There's a little icon. It's just a shoe. And you get there, and the building is shaped like a shoe, like a penny loafer, with what has to be the world's biggest penny inside of it. Abe Lincoln's on the front of that penny. He's winking at you. Like his eye is closed, or yeah, he's yeah, right. he's like, like he's got his mouth open a little, like it's clearly a wink. Cool. So, uh, what do you do? Do you go in and try to get the money for Gene? I'm a genie. Yeah, I guess I do. I mean, what what else could I possibly? I mean, everything else. My life sucks and is ruined. So yeah, fuck it. So you uh, you go into skip to my shoe. Skip to my show. You um, you see that there's like a a sign on their door, and it was for uh, shoes for cruise crews. This was like a place that you sold shoes to at one point in time. There's a picture of all the all the celebrities that you guys had in your ad campaign. Uh, Terry Cruz, yeah, Tom Cruz, and Cruzy the. <laughs> Animated missile. What? Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a new kid show called Cruzy, the animated missile. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, they, they make it to just like, you know, kind of desensitize kids to war. So it's propaganda? Yeah, I mean pretty much, you know. So but it's just like it's just like a missile that like solves crimes and like <laughs> wait yeah. wait hold on the missile is like uh is it's alive yeah and- absolutely it has it has two it has two big googly eyes and a big smile <laughs> and it's got on like big mickey mouse gloves like it's friendly looking as fuck you know and it can think and reason and solve crimes yeah it solves crimes 
cool. That fuck that is a great idea for so a show. Cruzy, the animated missile, and it's working. Like kids don't give a fuck about war. So who does? <laughs> who you, does uh, the voice? Huh? Who does the voice? Uh, of Cruzy. Uh, Seth Rogen. <laughs> okay. So it's often like, uh, you know, he's just like a. Uh, he's just like a like a dumb <laughs> what you know. He just like does. It's just not. There's not a lot of that character to it. He's just a missile that solves crimes. Kind of sounds like Jake Flores. We just uh, did. Uh, the cops stole my bike. My bike. Uh, I've been in jail for <laughs> hours. So you see that picture of like a life past? A tear comes to your eye. Wow. You open the door. There's a man standing behind the counter. He's kind of exactly what you picture when you think of an old cobbler. He's kind of hunchy, you know? Yeah. He's got a white shirt. It's like straight from a fairy tale. Yeah. He's got uh, eyeglasses on, kind of low to the ground, like low, low on his nose, you know? Yeah. He's intently looking at a shoe, and he's got a, a shoe in one hand and what looks to be like a hundred year, hundreds of year old hammer in the other. Wow. And he lines it up and he just, and it barely makes a sound. What do you do? Man. He kind of like sees you standing there and he he looks at you over his glasses and he goes, can I help you young man? I go hit it again. He kind of looks at you and he goes, what? Please. Sorry. You want him? You want me to hit this again? Yeah, please. He kind of turns. He gets another nail. He keeps going. He hits it. Barely makes a sound. Shit. Uh, how come it doesn't? How come you're not making a sound, sir? If I could ask. He kind of. He kind of like looks at the hammer. He holds it up to the light. He goes. This hammer knows the job well enough to do it quiet. Kind of smiles at you. Goes back. He goes, let me know if you need anything. Keeps hammering away. Doesn't make a sound anytime. Jeez. What do you do? Okay, so remind me. What am I there to do? You're there to get the money for Gene Amagini. Okay. And this is a guy who has that money. I don't know. You have an answer. I guess. Yeah, I guess I walk. I guess I. I asked him about the money. I just walk straight up to him and I go, "Where's the money? I'm. I'm here from Gene." He kind of like Gene turns. He kind of like turns and looks at you. Yeah. And you say, "Gene sent me." What do you say? What do you say? I go, "Hey, buddy, where's where's Gene's money? Gene sent me. I'm under his protection." He kind of turns. You're like, so you're like, right? Like, he's sitting sort of like parallel to like the countertop, like his elbows on the counter. And you kind of like walk up and face him. So he like turns to you. He goes, You're one of Jean's. What are you? He goes, One of Jean's underlings. What are you going to do? You going to rough up an old man? Let's let's work something out. How how can we 
how can we resolve this so that it's it's beneficial for both of us? He goes, what do you have in mind? I don't know. Work with me, dude. He goes, I can't pay what he wants. He knows I need more time. How much more time do you need? Six months. Six months? He And he looks around. He goes, not a lot of money in cobbling. Then why are you a cobbler? And he looks at you, tears in his eyes. He says, it's because it's what I love. Wow. He goes, I can't give up this life. He goes, but I don't have Gene's money. Now do what you're going to do and get out of here. You know, I guess I look at him for a long while. And I'm like, I know a little something about trying to live your dreams. I'm back in six months on the dot. You better have the money plus 10%. He looks at you. Six months. He says, I'll do my best. I lean in really closely and I go, you'll do whatever it takes to get that money because I'm trying, I'm trying to be cool here. Six months, 10%. So you say six months, 10%. You walk out. Speed. Yeah. You're back in your car. A couple weeks later, you go to get gasoline again. You hear that, uh, familiar, friendly voice. Sure. Patty cakes, patty cakes, baker's man. Hello. He says, uh, where's my money, Pat? I explain everything. I go, look, the guy is an artist. I don't know what's going on, but he's an old man. He needs some time. We're going to him six months, I said, plus 10%. And if that doesn't come through, we'll straighten him out. Gene kind of laughs. He goes, I didn't ask you to make a bargain. Yeah, but sometimes he snaps at you. He goes, you don't know what we've done so far. He looks at you. He goes, go get my money. And I'll turn everything around for you. Anything else is unsatisfactory. You know what, Gene? You're an asshole. And I'm not going to go. You know what I would do? I would tell him to go fuck himself. So you tell him to go fuck himself. I, I. One of my least favorite characters on the show is Gene Amagini. Gene Amagini runs a hand through his slick back hair. Kind of laughs. Does he? Yeah. Pulls a toothpick out of his pocket. Good. Puts it in his mouth. Flips it around. He looks at you kind of curiously. He goes, uh, are you sure you want to do this? Gene, I got to be honest. Every time I see you, something bad happens. Fuck, go fuck yourself. <gasps> a bitch. That's kinda, what I say to him. He kind of laughs at you. He I goes, flick him off. He goes, you got balls, kid. Yeah. Well, not, not normally. And he goes, I know when I'm not wanted. I bid you adieu. Goodbye. He kind of bows, dissipates, pump goes back to normal speed. 
Goodness. fills up and clicks off. You look, you can walk back there, and there's an actual toothpick on the ground, <laughs> and it's got your name written on it. <laughs> I pick it up. You pick it up. It's wet. Oh, gross! I forgot. Yeah, I put it in my pocket. You put it in your pocket. This stabs you in the thigh. <laughs> so you go home, right? Yeah. You go home, broke as shit. The last year money just went into the gas tank. You need that for two weeks. You're not getting paid for another seven days. Yeah. You got top ramen in the fridge. Sure. You got a couple cans of tuna in there. It's fine. 12 pack of beer. You know what? What else do you need? I sit down, content as fuck, crack open the beer. Think about that tune I'm going to make later. You crack open that beer and you think about the tune you're going to make later. And you do that every day for the next 43 years of your life. Wow. You spend every day just teetering on the edge of abject poverty. Uh, there are some days where you don't know where your next meal is going to come from. And uh, you have your lights turned out dozens upon dozens of times. Uh, every single waking day is a struggle to just barely stay afloat and keep the water out of your lungs. It's an absolutely miserable existence and you die old and alone in your apartment in the middle of the night. The people above you were fucking. And, uh, oh God, you, hold on. Yeah, the people what? the people in the in the uh the floor above you were fucking in their bed. Yeah. And uh it was a really shitty apartment and the, there was some water damage in the floor and they were just fucking so much that the they broke the floor and the bed came down and crushed you. There was no uh you just had like a, a blanket on the ground and they just fucking crushed you. The posts of their bed went right through your skull. <laughs> you died. Turn your back on Gene. I'm a genie, and he made your life miserable for you for decades. I hate Gene so much. I, <laughs> I, I just, I just don't like the guy. We've never had a good interaction. He was gonna help you out, right? But you fucking died instead. Sure, good. Crushed under the weight of passionate lovers. What a thing to say.